You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to a Friday edition of Inside Arsenal. And a quick disclaimer, this is going to be the last edition of the show for a couple of weeks. I'm heading off on holiday bright and early in the morning. Um, so yeah, going to have a bit of downtime, family time. And I'll be back annoyingly on the day of the Nottingham Forest game. But about five hours too late, I'll land back at about five in the afternoon. So Missing the game, and I imagine my first show back will be on the Sunday after that. Reacting, hopefully, to a very good opening day win for Arsenal in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, before I go, I just wanted to have a quick chat about various things, of course, and um, take a look at... I, there was a question I got yesterday on in the sort of questions bit that I thought long and hard about afterwards. I thought it was a really good question. They were asking about the winners and losers of the USA Tour, and I thought, that's really interesting. I kind of... Did it on the fly yesterday when I saw the question, but I thought I'd give a little bit more time on it today. Um, and so take a look at that. It's more about Balogun, of course, who never seems to be out of the news. And there's plenty of questions from you guys as well to talk about at the end. But forgive me for now. I know you're going to have to get used to this, I'm afraid, for the next month or so when I'm speaking. But there's quite a... Um, I'm going to have to do some cheap plugs, I'm afraid. If you haven't seen it already, uh, the book is... Very, very close to coming out now, the 31st of August. So just over a month away, some lovely, fresh, new um, images sent to me by the publishers, HarperCollins. As you can see there, pre-order out on the 31st of August. Uh, you can get the pre-order link down below in the uh, description. If you haven't done it already, I know loads of you have, and I really do appreciate it. And if you haven't, then please do have a look. And today was a special day, actually an exciting day. And uh, because of this, so I'm just going to go quiet for a minute and bring this video up so you can have a look at what I've uh, just experienced, which for me was a pretty special thing. When I found something sitting outside my front door, let's have a look and see what it is. Yeah, so I found this box sitting outside as I, uh, as I arrived home. Let's take a look. I'm pretty sure I know what's in here. It better be, otherwise <laughs> this is going to be a bit of a... Uh, disappointment, a bit of a letdown. Oh, 
There it is. First copies. Wow, that does feel pretty good, I have to say. Revolution, the rise of Arteta's Arsenal. By Charles Watts. That does make it feel very, very real. Pre-order link, of course, below. Have a look if you can. It'd be fantastic if you could support it. Out on the 31st of August. Of course, stay tuned for details of a big launch night that night in London near the stadium. Stay tuned. There you have it. First look. Revolution. Coming soon. So there you go. It was a pretty special morning this morning, arriving home and finding that box outside my front door. And um, yeah, lots of people who have had books published have told me about how special it is when that, those first copies arrive and you open it and you hold it for the first time. <laughs> and I have to say it was a lot of hours went into this and uh, to actually sort of see it now, to hold it, to flick through it. It's, um, it's a very special feeling, very pr proud feeling, I have to say. And um, yeah, I can't wait for you all to read it and I hope you enjoy it. I really do. Like I said, 31st of August coming soon. And if you are around London on that date and you fancy coming down, there is going to be a launch night. The uh, details will be coming out pretty soon about it. And I'll be signing copies. If you want your copies signed, you can buy them. You can sign them, have them signed for me. And there's going to be plenty of other stuff going on as well. So really looking forward to that. And it was a very special day. So yeah, forgive me. That was a very cheap plug of my own stuff. I know, but come on. It's not every day you have a book, uh, a book published and you see it for the first time today. So I thought I had to share that with you as well. OK, now let's move on, shall we, from my cheap plugs of my book. And I wanted to talk, like I said, about that question I got yesterday about the winners and losers from the USA, USA tour and who probably benefited the most from it and who probably came back with a few question marks still hanging over them. So I wanted to talk about my winners for this US tour. And you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see some of them on the screen right now. I think Leandro Trossard certainly, look, he's a top scorer. He scored three goals for Arsenal over in the USA. Um, was exceptional in the games against the All-Stars and against um, Barcelona as well. See him in that picture on the screen there of him holding his MVP trophy after the game against Barcelona. Um, he's just... I, the thing, I don't know, when you, when you sort of start the season and you, and you look at Arsenal and you think, right, who's going to play, who's going to start... I think a lot of people would just sort of gloss over Trossard and it's just impossible to do that, really. I think he's, he's just making it impossible to do that with his performances, with the way he plays, with the positions he can play, the versatility he can play with. And he's just shown on this trip, you know, how important he is going to be. And you know, he could be, he could score a lot of goals this season, Trossard. I was listening to um, the Ask Blog podcast the other day with him and James, uh, Andrew and James talking about it. And they were sort of listing who they thought their top goal scorers were. And um, none of them, neither of them mentioned Trossard. And I didn't even think of Trossard while I was listening to them. I was thinking as I was driving, listening to them, I was thinking, yeah, probably Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard again, Jesus. And I don't think anyone mentioned Trossard out of the two of them. And then I thought to myself afterwards, watching this, I thought, you know what? You could easily get yourself 10 or 15 goal season, Trossard, the way he plays if he gets chances, as long as Mikel plays him. But I think he's been excellent in this tour and he really um, absolutely been one of the big winners. I think Kieran Tierney as well, even though he hasn't started any of the games and he's had so many players picked ahead of him in his position none of them were left backs he's still come on in every single game and made an impact he's of course set up the goal for Trossard against Barcelona but it wasn't just that it was just the way he played the intensity he played with the hunger he seemed to play with and he did it in the game against Nuremberg as well in Germany before they went on the US tour he just looks really up for it I think he's making a difference every time he comes on the pitch Mikel Arteta even spoke about it after the game 
against Barcelona. So I think he's come home, even though he hasn't started, he's come home in a very good place because of his performances. Um, you know, what happens between now and the end of the transfer window, we'll have to wait and see with Kieran Tierney. But he's certainly showing by his performances at the moment that he's not thinking about other clubs, that he doesn't seem like he's, you know, playing at 50%, nor not that I ever expect that he would do, but he seems fully committed in terms of the way he's playing. I thought he was very, very good in that tour. Kai Havertz as well, a player who I just, I don't get why there seems to be such a pylon over him at the moment. It just seems like it's, it's like in season to just have a go at Kai Havertz, which I think is really, really unfair. He scored two goals in three games in this preseason tour of the United States. He's an attacking midfielder and he come back with two goals in three games. If he carries on at that sort of rate, <laughs> then he's going to have one hell of a season. Um, I think he does an awful lot more credit for the way he's settled in. And he's, you know, he's, yes, he wasn't great in the game against Man- um, Manchester United, but no one was. Everyone played poorly that game. And yet Havertz seems to get so much more criticism than anyone else. And, you know, in fact, he came back against Barcelona, responded, scored a goal, um, you know, adding to the goal he scored at the All-Stars game. Both of them are those sort of back post areas he scored, which I think is going to be really, I expect he's going to be really dangerous for teams in that sort of area playing in this system under Mikel Arteta. He wants he wanted Granite Xhaka to get into that back post area more. I think Havertz will do that. And, yeah, I, I think he's been a winner of this tour. I really do. Two goals in three games. You can't ask for much more than that, I have to say. And Emil Smith-Rowe as well. He only played in... Um, a couple of the games, but he went over there. He wanted to go over there after um, just having a really short break after the England under-21s. Um, his time in the England under-21s in that, when they won the European Championships, he went over to the USA, he joined up with the squad, he played in the last two games and he made a big, big impact, I thought, when he came on in both games. He looks really hungry. From what I've heard as well, he's absolutely determined to make a mark this season, Emil Smith-Rowe. He's really, really hungry and he's absolutely determined to force his way into the into the team, into Mikel Arteta's plans. And I think what we've seen from his two performances so far uh, when he's come on certainly suggests that he could well do that. He just looks lean and hungry, I think, and um, and ready to make an impact. And I think that's, you know, that's great. I mean, you all, guys, you all know how much I like Emil Smith-Rowe, but um, I've been really, really encouraged by what I've seen from him so far. So long may that continue. OK, so lo- moving on to the losers from this tour. Um I mean, Eddie Nketiah, I think, certainly has been. He hasn't scored a goal um, and he kind of went into this tour with question marks hanging over him with a lot of fans looking at him and ready to scrutinise him because of Flo Balogun and many people want Flo Balogun to be playing, which I understand. And you thought, this is a big tour for Eddie. He needs to get a couple of goals just to silence those doubts a little bit. It didn't happen. He didn't really play well in the games either. He struggled against United, uh, had a chance, didn't take it and... Um, and you just, yeah, I think he's coming, he's come back and those question marks haven't been answered yet. And the, you know, the critics, the doubters looking at Eddie and thinking you're not good enough for what we want. You know, I don't think they're going to be silenced by his performances. I hope he comes back and has a really good game in against Monaco because it'd be great for him to get into the season with some confidence. I think he needs that. He just needs a goal. But um, yeah, he didn't have the best of trips. Balogun as well, not because he didn't, because of his performance really, he just didn't get a chance to. And I think that was a blow for him because of his injury. And I think he certainly has to rank amongst the losers because of that, because it was a big opportunity for him. He would have known that he was going back to the States, obviously where now the country's number nine, he would have really been really looking forward to this, to make a big, big impact and to show what he's about and to not get the opportunity to play because of an injury for the final two games was a, would have been a real, real blow for him, a real disappointment for him. And I think for Arsenal as well, because we all wanted to see Balogun during this tour to see what he could do. And, 
to be denied that, I think was it was really really disappointing. Uh, and the same falls for Zinchenko as well. You know, he hasn't played. He's been there, which is a boost, um, but he hasn't played, and that is a real. It's it's a worry with Zinchenko. He's got this muscular injury that Mikel Arteta spoke about. The injury issues are never seem to be far away with Zinchenko. He's such a good player. He's so important for Arsenal as well. And the fact that he's not been able to play, you know, he'll be disappointed with that. Arsenal will be disappointed with that. And it is a worry going into the new season. I think it's got to be considered very, very doubtful that he'll play or that he would even start against Nottingham Forest, even if he came back now, because he's just only going to have a couple of games to warm up. So I think he, he has to rank similar as Balogun, not because of performances, just because of his injury that's denied him the opportunity to impress. And I think Gabby Martinelli, again, not for his performances, because he scored against the All-Stars. And um, so it's not because of his performance. I think he's been a loser because of Leandro Trossard. I think he's sort of the form that Trossard's showing now at the moment, the form that he's in and the impact he's making, you think... You're looking at it and thinking you've got you've got to play. Surely Mikel's going to have to start him if he carries on in that form. And you kind of look at where he might play, and you think it's probably it would probably be in Martinelli's position. I think Mikel likes him as false nine, but I doubt that he will. Um, I so I just look at it. I think Jesus will start against Nottingham Forest. I don't think he would go Trossard false nine and Jesus on the bench. I think Jesus starts. So I think if anyone needs to be slightly worried about at the moment about their position it's probably Martinelli on that left hand side so um I mean obviously Trossard could play at the left eight if you wanted to do that so there are other options but um so yeah I'm putting Martinelli as a loser not because of his performances because he's done fine he's scored a goal he's done fine but just because of the form of Leandro Trossard potentially muscling his way into the starting 11 for that game against Nottingham Forest but let me know what you guys think agree with it disagree with it let me know in the comments below How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so focusing a little bit more on Balogun now. Um... We know about Inter Milan's interest in Balogun. It hasn't been firmed up yet with a bid. Still waiting for that to happen. Now Arsenal have come back to the UK. I expect I wouldn't be surprised if that starts to move on a little bit now. Um, but we're hearing now from Italy, Italian reports that AC Milan uh, in the running. Now Milan have had an interest in Balogun for a while, but it seemed to have 
just gone a little bit quiet and maybe they'd moved on looking elsewhere. But according to these reports, and I don't know if they're right yet, if they're true yet, but according to reports that they are, uh, they're in the running as well, which, you know, for Arsenal, if they are going to sell Balogun, I still feel like they're going to, and I know that's going to annoy people, but I still do. And that's just a hunch. I just feel like they're going to, I'd be surprised if he's still at Arsenal at the end of the transfer window, put it that way. Um, but if they are going to sell, they're going to want as many clubs as possible banging on the door and putting offers in because then you can have your, you can create your own little bidding or you can drive the price up and you can get as much money as possible. Now, we know there's not too much money in Italian football, not compared to Premier League anyway. Uh, we It remains to be seen whether Premier League interest in Balogun comes in. Arsenal, I'm sure, will be hoping it does if they are going to sell him. But the more clubs, the better. So I think this will be something that Arsenal would probably welcome if Milan are rivaling Inter for Balogun and, you know, for the player himself. I mean, the two massively appealing projects should... Uh, he move on. You kind of look at that being the main man at Milan or Inter playing at San Siro for a young player like Balogun. I mean, that would be a huge thing. And I'm, I'm sure it'd be something he would be interested in if Arsenal decide to let him go. OK, just transfer wise in terms of possible incomings. Obviously, there's lots of talk about Mohamed Kudus at the moment, possibly coming to Arsenal. Sven Mislintat, remember him? Arsenal's former head of international recruitment. And um, he is now sporting director at Ajax, where Kudus plays. And he's been talking uh, about Kudus's future and he says there are clubs that have informally inquired about him I don't expect any offer very soon although you know that things can be different in the football world perhaps that interest is not as serious as everyone thinks um, now I've said many times I, I do expect Arsenal to have another look in terms of incomings in this transfer window but I think it might well be a little bit later on in the window as I've said the focus right now is on moving players on it's on getting some money in if they can do that then they might reassess things and take another look. And I look at Kudus, I think he fits the bill. I think he can play on the right. He can, you know, he's versatile. He's exactly what Arteta wants, what Edu wants. He fits the age profile. So he ticks an awful lot of boxes. So if Arsenal can move some players on and Kudus is still in the market, which is, of course, a big thing because Chelsea are interested in him as well, then um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do firm up that interest they have in him. But right now, I still think that the focus is very much on outgoings. Okay, before we wrap this up for the final time in a couple of weeks, let's move on to some of your questions and comments, shall we? Here's one from Oki Yakono, I think. It says, hi, Charles. Why is no one talking about the low ball offers from Chelsea to Brighton? I remember what they said about Rice. And the Arsenal deal, absolutely, 100%. As I said at the time, it always feels like Arsenal get it in the neck a lot more than other teams for transfer bids for how long things last. Maybe that's just because we're so focused on Arsenal and it feels like that. But to me, it, it always seems like criticism comes for Arsenal for bids. Oh, they're, they're putting a, a low offer, you know, it's no, nothing like it's worth, what it's worth. And you seem to have pundits, everyone on radio, on TV, having a go at what Arsenal done. Chelsea, this is the fourth bid, I think, for Caicedo. It's still being rejected. You kind of feel like if it was Arsenal, they'd be getting absolutely hammered for what they're doing at the moment. Um, and you don't really see that at all. But again, maybe that's just because we're so focused and it's like tunnel vision on everything Arsenal that we don't really notice it. But because I'm sure the Chelsea fans are probably getting annoyed. So if you're on Chelsea Twitter, so Chelsea social media, they'd have fans getting annoyed at the fact they haven't closed this deal with Brighton for Caicedo yet. It's one from Johnny it says, party has to start at six against Forest. The question is, should Havertz, Trossard or Rice start with him? Smith Rowe would also suit that role. I agree about Smith Rowe and I agree about party. I would be starting party against Nottingham Forest 100% and then I'd be fitting um, the, either Rice, Odegaard or uh, yeah, Havertz, Smith Rowe in that other number eight role alongside um, 
uh, Martin Odegaard. I, I, not sure that will happen. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. And Arteta starts with Rice at the six and then has Havertz and Odegaard. But for me, I'd be kind of easing Havertz into it a little bit and I'd be playing with Rice and um, and Partey to start the season. But uh, So, yeah, I do agree with you, but I've got a feeling it might be the other way around, Johnny. Here's one from Scarlet Christopher Grant. says, could it be Arteta is looking to see if he's got a proper deputy to Zinchenko with one of those three before he makes a decision on Tierney? And that's why they got the starts. He knows what Tierney has to offer and doesn't necessarily need to see more of that right now. And he featured in the second half. So this is obviously a response to what I was saying yesterday, how in all three of those games in the preseason tour, you had Timber, Tomiyasu and Kivior starting at left back in all three of those games. Tierney only came on in, in each of them and certainly you know, that for a, for a left-back, he's had three people who aren't left-back starting ahead of him. And I think, yeah, you could be, well be right. Mikel could be looking at what the options are, testing all three of those out to see who the proper, uh, who he sees as a proper deputy to Zinchenko is. But I still think for Tierney, is a, I mean, he must look at it and think, oh, what do I have to do to start a game? Why is everyone in any other position uh, coming in and playing left-back rather than me? You're right. Of course, we know what Tierney has to offer. So he doesn't have to start for us to see that. But I still think for Tierney's point of view, he'd have loved to have just got the opportunity to start one of those games. I think as a sort of motivational boost of confidence, whatever, I just think seeing all three of those players start ahead of him, I, just can't, I can't imagine that would have felt very good, I have to say. Uh, here's one from Mr. Olaf says, hi, Charles, just noticed that Reese isn't with the team. I'm sure I probably knew he didn't travel or something, but I just wanted to be sure that his absence is a result of an injury and not Mikel just hasn't played him. Yes, he got a foot injury, a toe injury, I think it was, uh, in the game against Nuremberg before they flew out to the States. And that ruled him out for a few weeks. Arsenal are hoping he'll be fit and ready for the start of the season, but he stayed at U- he stayed back in London while the, tour, while the team flew away to get treatment on that. Um, on that injury. It's not believed to be anything majorly serious. And like I said, Arsenal are hoping he will be available for the start of the season. Uh, and here's one from Gunaization. He says, Zinni won't play the City game. He's playing the game for Ukraine the day before. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this because I saw it. It's not, that's not the case. He's going to be involved in the game for Ukraine the day before, but I think he's there more of a coach. I, don't, I think last time I saw or heard, it wasn't going to be a playing role for Zinchenko because A, of his injury and B, the um the community shield type thing. He's definitely going to be involved in it. Obviously, he's one of the major ambassadors for it, but I don't think he's actually going to take to the pitch. That certainly wasn't the plan last time I heard he was going to be involved on the touchline and just in the whole general build-up of the game. All right, that is it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening, and thank you very much for all the views and clicks and everything um over the past sort of month or so where I've really started to uh put a bit more effort into this channel i really do appreciate it and i will be back after the holiday to uh to continue that and continue to build this channel as the season progresses can't wait to be talking about premier league football when i get back how good is that going to be an awesome venga statue i'm annoyed i'm missing that if you've not seen it yet go on social media you'll see it doing the rounds today it is at the emirates it's been put up as we speak and it appears it is at him holding the premier league trophy that is going to be revealed or officially launched next Thursday after the Emirates Cup game. So again, annoying that I'm missing that as well, because I would have loved to have gone up there for that event. But anyway, thank you for watching. As I said, have a very good end to your week. Have a brilliant weekend. Have a fantastic next two weeks. And I'll be back very, very soon to hopefully talk about a very successful Arsenal Premier League campaign. Speak to you soon, everyone. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.